0: entrepreneurs,
1: speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Michael, what do we have planned on today's show?
2: First up in our trends and insights segment, Janelle will be talking with Christy Hall, the founder of Conscious Connections, a business-savvy women's community. Christy talks with us about the importance of embracing change to grow your business. In today's success interview, we'll talk with entrepreneur and accounting expert, Angela Sticka-Snyder. We talk with Angela about what it means to reach for success and how holding on to that vision has transformed her business. And in our Business Builder segment, I'll be back to talk about the importance of becoming clear on exactly who your ideal client is and how you can serve them. You're gonna wanna take notes, so grab a pen and paper and let's get started.
3: First up, it's Trends and Insights, your insider's look at industry changes being leveraged by today's most successful coaches, speakers, and authors. Today, we're talking with the founder of Conscious Connections, Christy Hall. As a leader of this business-savvy women's community, I know that Christy has so much to share with us today, and I'm excited for our conversation. Welcome, Christy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I know we have a lot in common with serving and um, helping women, and I'd love to have you start our conversation by sharing a current trend that you're seeing that's impacting coaches, authors, and speakers in the
4: market. I feel like a current trend is overwhelm in the number of marketing choices that we have. There are so many ways that we can be marketing our business, but what I have found is the same avenues or distribution channels don't always work the same for every coach or speaker. So it is quite the endeavor to figure out what will work for you as an individual with your gifts and talents and really strategically choose where to invest your time and energy and effort where you're going to get the most return.
3: Well, I agree on um that strategic choice, and it's interesting because my word for 2017 is choice, mm. um, so, and it's interesting because choosing and um, has been coming up so much. So, what do people do to determine what choices they should be making?
4: Well, I think the first is to really know where your superpower is. Are you really great on stage? Is that where you're really gifted, where you're in the flow, where people really respond to you in powerful ways? Do you have a special gift in writing? Do people respond to your words and your blogs and your emails? I think it's really important to know yourself and where your strongest and most natural gifts are, and then start there and really invest and learn leverage those talents first.
3: I, I really like the way that you put that because I've been having some conversations with people recently. They're trying to be all things to all people, and what's happening is they're not getting any results because they're spread so thin. And I think we both agree that it's really important to find those strategic partners, those people who can really complement what you do, because you don't
4: have to do it all. No, and if you try, you are probably not going to succeed. It is really about knowing yourself, knowing your very specific um, offering and talent where you can serve the most, and then niching. So what would you say to someone
3: who says, I don't know what that is, or how do I really figure out where I should be spending my time?
4: I would ask them where their clients or customers are getting the most results and value. Um, When you're in that niche, that area where you just really shine, people are going to respond to it. They're going to um, share with you how powerfully you impacted them. You're going to start getting referrals from them. So if you can hone in to where you're getting the greatest response, that is where your niche is.
3: Yeah. No, I like the way again how you put that and I think it's really important to belong to a community actually I believe it's important to belong to a couple of communities like conscious connections like EWoman network because um, I think what we do really complements each other and I think it's important to test your message and be in a community where you can get that really good feedback because when you're on point people get
4: it and you do attract the right people absolutely and you know networking events in environments like ewomen conscious connections and there are others um, are the perfect place to test it that really is your market research if you are talking to someone and they start to go blank or they don't ask you any questions your message is not on key yet but if they get excited if they light up if they say oh I have a friend who could use your services, then you know that you're being really clear and that you found your niche.
3: I agree and I think it's important for the person who is trying to explain what they're doing to really ask some key questions and figure out what those key questions are for you because so often we just provide so much information without really validating whether they're getting it, whether they understand, whether it's even right for them because if we, the more we hone our message, the more likely we're going to be able to attract or I even say you want to repel people who aren't your ideal client. And <laughs> know it sounds funny, but it, no, I, mean, I
4: it, totally
3: agree. You know, we're trying to attract everyone. Mm-hmm. And I tell someone if it's, if you say everyone is your ideal client, no one is your client because you can't attract
4: everyone with the same message. It just doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It really is the clearer that your marketing is, it is a great way to repel, as you say, the ones that are not your clients, that are not supposed to be your clients. You're not a match. Mm-hmm. Um, it will save you so much time and energy and effort to be really upfront and clear in all your messaging from your website to how you introduce yourself at business functions because it does put that natural process process in action and you can really leverage that.
3: It does. And I think it's when you know when you get there, when someone says, tell me more, I need that. Um, You know, I know someone who you need to know that they, you know, they need to talk to you. When you're starting to get those kind of responses from people, then you know you're getting On point. And if you're not getting it, so many people get frustrated and they move on to something else instead of honing their message and really finding out what they need to be communicating so that people get it.
4: Absolutely. You know, I have seen people jump from group to group and networking. Mm-hmm. Because they get frustrated that they don't feel it's growing their business quickly enough, but the truth is um, it's really their own messaging that needs to be looked at.
3: And I always tell people if you're not getting those connections when you're networking, to really take that step back, just like you're mm-hmm. saying, it's not and we need to own what we're doing in the process. I also see a lot of people when they're networking and doing that, they're meeting people, they're collecting cards, they're, then they're going on to the next event, and they're not doing any follow-up. And I know you do an excellent job of that, of immediately following up after events and really keeping that relationship going, and that is so important. It
4: is. I mean, honestly, if you don't have a process to qualify and follow up appropriately based on your conversations with people and their specific interests, then you're really wasting your time networking.
3: You are, because I find most people, even if they say, oh, I'll reach out, they normally don't. So we need to take the ownership of doing the follow-up, of reaching out, of making sure that we're clear about what we want to provide to them. And that's why it's great when you're out, you know, being able to send something that someone can use immediately because then they'll get get to know a little bit more about you. They'll get to
4: experience what you have to offer and really determine if it's a fit. So I definitely block out time after each function to sit and Review and think about the connections that I made specifically in our conversations, and I don't treat everyone the same. I really tailor my follow up to what they were interested in, what their goals are, what they expressed interest in. So that may be um, adding folks to an invitation list for an upcoming event that they expressed interest in. It may. Be be following up with an article or a resource that I have that is connected to something that they're working on in their business right now, or it may be that there was such a strong connection that I'll actually reach out and schedule a one-on-one with them.
3: So, I love the way you've got very structured follow-up based on what kind of connection you made, what they need, what's going on. Um, how can our listeners
4: get in touch with you? They can find me at Conscious with an
3: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time today. and I look forward to learning more about what you're doing. We need to take a quick break, but stay tuned. When you return, it's our success interview, and you don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit.
0: Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host,
3: Janelle McCauley. Today's success interview is with accountant, tax expert, and successful entrepreneur, Angela Sticker Snyder. We've known Angela for a number of years, and she has so much to share about just getting financially strong and building your business. It's going to be a great
5: conversation. Welcome, Angela. Thank you so much, Janelle. I'm so excited to be on your show and talk. I just am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
3: Oh, you're welcome. I love starting our conversations by asking our guests to tell us about their current business. How did you start
5: it? How has it evolved over time? All right. How did it start? Um, I, I always knew I wanted to be an accountant. And I know that sounds strange because some people, you know, not are really quite sure what they want to do. But I always loved numbers. I always, you know, had lemonade stands and sold things to the neighborhood kids and loved keeping track of it. That was really exciting to me. Um, so I just, I always knew I wanted to get into this type of field. Um, because it's, you know, when you have fun, it's not a job, right? And so I, um, I, I got into it, you know, I went and got my bachelor's in accounting, I have my master's in taxation, I've um, got my enrolled agent license with the IRS, um, a few other things and just boring geek stuff, but but um, I started off in public accounting, which is, you know, the grueling tax season of public accounting, and mm-hmm. then I went into private industry and was the controller of... Um, General Dynamics, and then the Director of Accounting and Tax to one of the General Dynamics divisions, and started off there for about a decade, and then went off on my own at around 2008, 2009, and have been on my own since, and um, I just love it. It's, I love helping people, so that's sort of really how I, just the, the rough and dirty of how I got started, um, and people always ask you, how did I come up with the name Taxanista, And honestly, I wish I had some great story or great epiphany, but I just, um, I was friends with a woman who had started Entreprenista back at that time, and I just love things that are, I don't know, catchy and fun because Mm -hmm. taxes, um, you know, most people don't find that very entertaining and fun. Mm -hmm. And so I came up with the name Taxanista, and, and then the rest is history, I guess.
3: Interesting. I think it's interesting that you started your business on your own at a time when the economy was going through so many changes. Not a lot of people would would take
5: that that risk to do that. You know what? That's so true. Because I started um, at the beginning of the the fall. You know. I guess it's, I guess I'm somewhat, this industry is somewhat immune to it. I mean, everybody, you have to get your taxes done. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there's obviously a, you know other choices and stuff, but um, honestly, I didn't even think of it that way. I really just just thought, I'm not going back into corporate America. I, I couldn't do it. And I just decided to just go off. I didn't even really give it thought as far as like being scared. Um, Yeah, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't.
3: Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I find it um, interesting that, you know, your story, like so many of our successful um, entrepreneurs that we talk to, really evolved over time. I think people, when they're starting out in business, often think they have to know where they're going to be going, what their business is going to be looking like, and You know, I always tell them, get going, because once you're moving, just like you do with GPS, it can recalculate and readjust, because you find what you love doing, what you're passionate about doing, and then you can expand on that and modify it over time.
5: Absolutely, because you don't know, you only know, you know, either your current goals or where you're at today. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you know, you may think, okay, I want to go this route, but you never know as you're traveling down that path how things may change. And um, and another thing is, is that I, I find some business owners, I, I was even guilty of this, in, you know, in the beginning too, where you'll say, oh, okay, well, you just have to get something just right or just perfect before you can move forward, mm-hmm. or before you can offer this for sale, or before you can offer that or do that. And sometimes it's better to just just get going and see how things adjust. Um, I know that's what I did, and I look at where I was back then to where we are now, and it, that's a huge difference, mm-hmm. huge difference.
3: Absolutely, yeah. and I, I think it's important to have those interactions, to be working with clients, because you really, if you listen to them, they will tell you, what you need to know. They will tell you what they want, and then you can decide if that's something that you really want to support and do for them.
5: Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, like, for instance, you know, obviously, we handle all types of bookkeeping, accounting, tax, you know, IRS issues, things like that. But um, we've had a a really huge growth in this past year um, with all of our bookkeeping and accounting clients. And it it comes in where we're now onboarding a few a month. And I, I didn't know that this side of my business at the time would grow to be such a huge piece. Hmm. You know, I thought that would just be a side piece and it would be more tax, but it's really, um, we're being seeked out from a lot of different sources. And so it's, it's I, I would not have guessed that. Well, and that's part of it. You can't
3: always predict um, what people are going to want, but it's about getting out and having those conversations and and making those relationships. So what do you see as the biggest issue with coaches, authors, and speakers that they have with um, taxes and just with finances in general?
5: I would say um, the biggest issue I see um, is... When business owners are getting started, they they may want to, and they may get started with their bookkeeping. They may get started with getting compliant and, and forming their LLC and doing things like that. However, I see a majority of it's not. It, this is more of a general comment too. I'll see people that are tight on money. And then they will say, well, you know what, I can't afford to pay it, so I'm just not going to file my taxes right now. And that is one of the biggest mistakes I see is because if they they think that if they can't afford to pay it, then they're not going to file. And um, I don't like that because the statute of limitations for the IRS doesn't start counting. And so I, when I see people that haven't filed in a while, I'm like, listen, I understand you can't afford to pay right now, but let's just get you filed mm-hmm. so that, you know, we can at least just, you know, minimize those penalties and things like that. But I, that's one of the biggest things I see.
3: Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's, like, that's good advice.
5: advice I, yeah. That's just, no matter what, just get it filed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't
3: don't avoid it because it's
5: not going away. <laughs> it's not going away, and, you know, it's just, yeah, just getting it filed. Um, yeah, that's the, probably the biggest thing that I see. And I've mentioned, you know, before that recently I do see a lot of uh, business owners taking time to get more organized in the beginning, mm-hmm. and um, that the economy right now, I feel that they are... Feeling more positive, and with that, I feel that most of them feel that there's hope and that their business is going to grow. Mm-hmm. I, I see a lot of hope in people. So with that, I would say make sure you you know make sure you file and are organized. Yeah, that's um, that's a
3: great observation. Um, I'd like to I got another question I'd love to ask you because I know that you've gone through a lot of of growth with your business and moved offices and hired people and um, done that. Have you ever made a a misstep or something that, you know, kind of if you could go back and do it over, you would do differently as you've grown? And if you did, you know,
5: what would you do differently next time around? Yes, absolutely. Who hasn't? That's in business. Who hasn't made missteps? And um, where do I begin? Um, uh, one big thing that I, that is probably one of the costliest and most important is when you go to hire, be slow to hire and fast to fire. And it sounds rough, but it's true. Because when you are small and starting off, you become friends with Mm -hmm. the people you're working with. And everybody likes friends, and everybody wants to be liked. But unfortunately, you need to separate business from personal, and mm-hmm. business is business. And um, the only way to grow and make more money is to leverage. You need, you have to leverage. And people is one tool of being able to leverage your time, and um, to leverage your time and your ability to get things done. So Mm -hmm. if that's part of your business model, even if you're a coach and it's really you that is coaching, if you're growing, you would probably need somebody to help you in the back end or help with, you know, clients. So I'm really meaning that towards anybody that's helping you, Mm -hmm. whether it be an employee or a contractor. Mm -hmm. It's picking those personalities and the people that are going to help you get to that next level is so important that... Um I would say, yeah, the, the biggest thing is that if if it doesn't work out with the person, just remember that you know it business is business, and just be slow to hire and thoroughly check out and if it doesn't work out, be quick to fire
3: yeah i, I like that that advice, and you know we're all we all have um, failures as we grow our business, but You know, Denzel Washington said recently, you know, always fall forward, so learn from any mistakes that you've made, and I always try not to repeat them again, so, you know, you learn from that. Um, We're going to take a real quick break, but when we come back, I want to continue the conversation. Um, This is great and a lot of great information to share. So stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley,
0: and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you.
6: If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's director at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. You're
0: listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back.
3: You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, John L. McCauley. In today's success interview, we're talking with accountant, tax expert and successful entrepreneur, Andrew, Angela Sticker Snyder. And if you missed any of our conversation before the break, you want to go back and listen to it. And I especially love when you were talking, Angela, about, you know, missteps and your great advice on being slow to hire but fast to fire. So if you miss that, be sure to go back and listen. I want to ask you another question, Angela. You know, we hear a lot from entrepreneurs who have a goal of building a six-figure business or greater, and we know a number of them that are getting there, but they're still running it like it's, you know, their initial startup how do you work with people or get them to shift and really realize that, you know, there's a big difference between, between having an income of five or $10,000 and having a six-figure income and the things that they need to do to, to build their business, pay their taxes, and protect themselves?
5: Absolutely. Um, I do. I see a lot of, you know, startups or people that have been at their business for years, And there may be some growth, um, but they continuously say that, you know, they're gearing towards six figures, they're doing this, but it it doesn't maybe materialize either at all or at the pace that they're looking um, for it to grow. Mm -hmm. And I think it all starts with their mindset because if you continue to do the same thing over and over, you're not going to get a different result. And the only way to break out of... You know, it's, it's almost as if you're in that rotary um, in the driveway, you know, when you're on a street and you keep going around in that circle. Unless something changes, you're just going to keep driving around in that circle and you're never going to get off on one of those exits. Mm-hmm. That's going to take you somewhere else. And um, I think that working on their mindset is very important, but also looking at who and where you are are going to expose your business and to network with people. Mm-hmm. So if you are going to groups that are surrounded by people that are at least where, where you're at or haven't reached where you're at, then you're in the wrong place.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, you need to be where people are ahead of you. So that, um, and, and that's okay to be uncomfortable in the room because you'll learn a lot from people that are a couple of steps ahead. And I find that when I act and think and do for where I want to be, mm-hmm. then I get there. And it's sort of hard to explain. So we we moved into a new office, okay? It's a huge jump. And we're now in 3,000 square feet. Wow. And it's a big jump. But I, and it was, you know, we were probably, you know, it's a little bit bigger than we need right now, but I know where I want to be. And so I am living where I'm not today, but where I'm going to be. And that's always suited me and worked well for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I find that with my other clients, I can think of one, I'm, I'm not going to mention her online, but she is, she's doing the same thing and she's out there and she's, you know, playing much bigger, but she isn't there yet. And I know she'll get there. Um, but yeah, I would say those are, is, is the mindset. And if you can't change your own mindset, then you need to find a coach that can help you because it's possible. Um, but it's it's the surrounding yourself, who you surround yourself around. If you keep surrounding yourself around the same people, you're going to have the same results. Mm-hmm. And um, I just went to another a new group of people, and I love just walking up to people and introducing myself and finding as much as I can about them and their business. And it's amazing when you do that, how much you can open the world for you and your business, and for when you show so much interest in someone else, they just, by their nature, I would say most people um, would then reciprocate and say, "Well, tell me about you." You know, mm-hmm. and um, so it's it's getting out of your comfort zone. You got to get out of your comfort zone too, Janelle. What mm-hmm. do you think?
3: In, you know, it's interesting when you talk about mindset and acting and thinking and doing. I was having a conversation with someone this morning and um, they kept saying, well, I'll try to do it. I'll try to do that. And after they said try about 10 times in a short conversation, I finally you know, stopped and said, do you mind if I give you a piece of, of coaching advice? I said, "You know, as long as you keep saying you're going to try to do it it's yeah. not going to happen because subconsciously we're giving ourselves permission not right. to do it or to create excuses. So I always get people to really think about the languaging they're using, how they're acting, and put yourself in those situations where you really are stepping up, like what you're doing, getting a little bit bigger office. I mean, and you it's always about making informed Investments and decisions. So,
5: oh yeah, you know, it's
3: not just saying, "Well, I'm just going to go do it." No, 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 right? (laughs) Right. But so it's it's asking the right questions, and if you don't know the right questions to ask, where you're not sure, that's where getting advice from a coach, from your accountant, from someone who um, really knows you and where you're going, and Mm -hmm. and I advise it's not a family member or your best friend who are going to say what. You want them to say, but it's from people that can say, "Wait a minute, have you thought about this? Have you done this?" You know these are the questions to ask so that you really can build that six-figure, seven-figure business, whatever you're looking to, to do, because you've got to get on the right track or you're just
5: not going to get there. Yeah, that's very, very, very true. And when you said, um, this is crucial. Um, I love my family, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. my family, I love them. However, they were not the best supporters in the beginning. And um, just because I would be, oh, I've got to go to work. You know, I've got to do this. And they'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, I, I like doing this, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And so they, they just worry about you. Um, but it's... It's just, yeah, it's getting out of the comfort zone. It's reaching out to other people for um, the, I, I think, for the support. And you had said something else, Janelle, that I wanted to to go off of, but I, I lost my train of thought there. Hopefully, it'll come back in just a second. But, um, but yeah, definitely, it's it's not always going to your, your closest friends or your family. Mm-hmm. And when you do ask for, let's say you another business owner or a colleague, and, and if you want feedback, then you have to listen to what they say because mm-hmm. <laughs> you Absolutely. don't have to do anything with it. You don't have to do anything with it. But if somebody is really cares about you And you say, hey, you know, Jane or Sally, what do you think about this? Or how does my business come across when I do this? That could be such valuable information. And sometimes it's hard to hear. But if you can hear the improvements and the complaints as much as you can hear the compliments, then you're going to, and you really hear them, then you're going to grow. But if though I find those people that think that they have everything under control, they know how to do everything the best, um, and they don't look for more input from their, from the outside, Um, they're not as um, in tune to maybe what their audience is looking for. Mm -hmm. They're maybe more in tune to what they want to do. Um, And while that, you know, can have a place also, if you're wanting to serve your clients and grow, that's who you need to be listening to. Mhm. Does that no, make sense, absolutely. Janelle? Yeah. Does that? Because I always will ask, you know, even my staff and stuff, you know, hey, what do you guys think? And I'll get varying, you know, feedback. And I may not make the decision like of something that I wanted to do, but I've got such an overwhelming response from them that says, no, let's do it this way. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, um, it's really important to to listen to, you know, to what others think as well. Mm -hmm.
3: It is, and, and it makes me think of a couple of things. You know, it's, Sandra, Yancey always says, you know, does your intention match your impact? And I was talking to someone Last week, and she talked about an example of something where a word was used where it was supposed to be something really positive, but she took it as a negative. And, you know, it's really important that we listen to that feedback because people don't always see or hear things the same way we do. And if we want to have the reach, if we want to have the results, It's important to take all of that in and then decide what's really important. What shifts do we need to make?
5: Yeah, very, very much so. Yes. And, you know, just because, you know, there's so many different, you know, viewpoints and opinions and it's just um, trying to serve so many. And, um, And even when I said, you know, hire slow and fire fast, it's just a, it's a, it's a quick little thing you can remember I don't mean like fire and like you know get get out of here but they, may, they may you know you may have brought them in for for one area
3: mm-hmm.
5: and they don't do well in that area but you love the person maybe they would be a great fit somewhere else um, you know and really look look to look to people also for what their gifts are um because we all aren't great at everything, mm-hmm. you know. No, that's, that's so true. So as we,
3: we wind up our time together, can you give our listeners just one piece of advice that you think will help them scale and build their business and get the results that they're looking for?
5: Yes. I would say focus. That's actually my word this year, focus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you kept track of your time, this is to go for everybody that says they have no time or for everybody says that, um, you know, they can't get to it or basically you have no time. Mm -hmm. And I want you to write down every single thing, have a little small pad of paper with you. And let's say you wake up and you shower from seven o'clock to seven ten seven ten to whatever is you're finishing getting ready. Then I want you to bring that into the office. And every time you turn on Facebook or LinkedIn or start shopping or go on Groupon <laughs> or whatever it else you do, mm-hmm. I want you to write that down. Because that's time you could be doing elsewhere. And I know we all do it. We just don't realize how much time is there that we could be utilizing elsewhere. Write down even the time you sit around watching TV or just you'll be shocked at how much time you could spend and devote for yourself. And so I think it's focus. To grow your business, you've got to have the focus.
3: I I love that. My word for 2017 is choice and really thinking about, you know, everything I'm doing and it is all a choice. So I... Mm -hmm love having a word, and if our listeners don't have one, um, I encourage them to get one and, and go to our Turn Knowledge to Profit Facebook page and share what your word is.
5: So how can our listeners learn more about you and connect with you? Okay, that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, check us out, um, as I tell you now, to go on, not to go on Facebook while you're working and stay focused, right? <laughs> but um, you can check us out on Facebook. And on our website, it's Taxanista, T-A-X-A-N-I-S-T-A. We're located in um, Arizona. However, we are licensed in all fifty states, and we have a presence now in um, thirty. So just because, yeah, just because we're out here in the beautiful sunny, you know, um, Arizona weather, um, we can also help you know the the. Snowbird people too, but um, just you know, just check us out: um, Facebook, LinkedIn, our website, and give us a call. We are definitely not your typical um, accounting firm, so um, we would love to you know chat and see if there's any way we can help you or work together. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your sharing and for your time today. Oh, thank you so much again, Janelle. I really appreciate this time on your show.
3: You're welcome. We need to take another real quick break. And when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit.
0: Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
2: Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and our Business builder segment today is all about identifying your ideal client. You know... uh, one of the biggest risks for entrepreneurs is a lack of focus. Um, and, and really getting that focus starts with understanding who your ideal client is and how you can best serve them.
1: I think it's a really important conversation because I hear so many people say when they're asked, who do they want to meet or who's their ideal client? They say everyone. And you and I know that the more focused people get, the better they can identify and serve their ideal client, they really attract them.
2: Yeah, that, that really is true. I don't know how many people that I've met recently that you say who's your ideal client and they kind of jokingly say, well, you know, anybody who's breathing, you know, and and although that may be sort of true in a general sense, um, it, it really doesn't serve you very well uh, as an entrepreneur to, take that kind of a broad brush approach it's really important for you not to just figure out who your client is but the key here is to find out who your ideal client is and that really um, it focuses everything you do it it focuses you on on where you're going to network what social media platforms you're going to use uh, what events you're going to attend and and more importantly really about the products and services that you're going to produce and in what format you're gonna produce them. Uh, If you really know who your ideal client is, then you know what they like and you know exactly how to give them what they need so that they become attached to you, they become uh, your client for life in essence.
1: Well, and when you identify your ideal client, you and I've had this conversation a number of times, it really helps you use the language that attracts or repels them. So you want to bring them into you if they're your ideal client. If they're not, you want them to move on and find the ideal person to work with. So it really helps you get tight on your languaging.
2: Yeah, that's really important. And I want to go back to something that you just said about repelling um, someone. And that is not something that most marketing people or most entrepreneurs really associate with Um, with networking or with talking with potential clients is that you don't really want to repel them. Well, if we were working with a coach uh, and when she first said that to us, we sort of questioned it maybe as you're questioning it now. But when she explained what she meant, it really made a lot of sense. And and what she said basically was, um, you want to work with your ideal clients and your message your 60-second uh, talk or your elevator pitch or whatever you want to call it, really should be structured so that it attracts those folks that you really want to work with and repels those people that you either don't want to work with or who aren't your ideal client. Uh, that, that really is a service to them because it gives them an opportunity, as you said, to go find someone else that they'd, they'd rather work with and they'd be more successful with. At the same time, it makes it nice for you because you get the people that really, uh, really, really like working with coming towards you and really being drawn to you. So it's it's really important. Um, so so really, the question becomes what what is your ideal client and what makes a client ideal? Well, you know, I think we've touched on a couple of things. One is that you it's the people you really like to work with. Um, it doesn't mean that you won't work with other people. But when you create your marketing message, you create your products, you create your services, you go to networking events, you want to attract the people that you really like to work with. Um, Again, it doesn't mean that you're going to turn down business from other folks. I mean, certainly you'll accept business if it's the right fit for you and for them, you'll accept that. But it's likely that you have some set of folks that you really, really like to work with. And they real you go ahead.
1: And I'd actually challenge. Well, I'd actually take that a little bit step farther and say, who really excites you when you think about the clients you've worked with? Which ones really get you passionate? Who would you love to work with? and not get paid for. Now, you're gonna get paid, but who are those people that you would work with even if you weren't getting paid? The ones where you feel like you're making a really big difference. That's a great place to start, and then you can always broaden it from there. But when you think about it, there's enough people to be served and enough people to serve them that you can really narrow it down and still have, I think, a wide range of people to coach and select from.
2: Absolutely. And and the key is that, that there are people you really like to work with and that really drive you and excite you. The second thing you want to look at is uh, who are the folks that really need what you provide? Um, some Sometimes that's the same people you like to work with, but you may look at that and say, well, what are all the groups of people that really can use what I provide, can benefit from it, can drive themselves forward, can make progress in their life? And then the third thing you want to look at, and this is a lot of people don't think about this piece, but it's who has the money to pay for the services that I provide. Uh, We were talking with uh, someone uh, very recently and she said when she first started her company, she um, set out to work with um, single moms of young kids. Well, that's who she really loved to work with. They really excited her. They really could use what she provided, but guess what? Young mothers... Young single mothers with small kids didn't have much disposable income, so they they couldn't really afford to pay for the services she was providing. So even though they, they really excited her and she wanted to work with them, there just really wasn't any business there to be done. So those three things are really important. Who do you like to work with? Who needs your services and who can afford to pay for them? So I guess the question becomes, you know, how do you find these people? What does it mean uh, to identify your ideal client? And really, I look at two things. I look at um, first demographics, and most people are familiar with demographics. It's the physical characteristics. Are they men? Are they women? Are they in a certain age range? Do they have a certain education? Do they live in a certain area? Do, you know, those kinds of things that you can easily identify. It's sort of the hard data about those people. The second one, and this one uh, a lot of people may not be as familiar with, is something called psychographics. And psychographics are really their attitudes, opinions, aspirations, what do they like to do, where do they hang out, uh, what's their behavior like? So this might be, if you, the best way to think about this one is, do they, do they like to hang out on um, LinkedIn or do they like to hang out on Facebook? those are two different sets of people do they like um, maybe they like Twitter more than anything else those are just different characteristics different ways that they that they think and they act and different places that they show up Um, you might think about it as well you know are they conservative or are they liberal Um, again that's how they think that's their opinion their attitudes and those really affect Um, whether they're going to resonate with what it is you offer and whether you're going to enjoy working with them or not
1: you know now that we know who they are we want to ask where do they go and how can you meet them and I think it's really important just to understand that Once you're clear with who you want to meet, it's going to be easy to identify where they hang out. And you can even ask people you know, who do you know that fits that particular profile? And it'll really help you narrow down where you're looking for them. So I think, you know, what we want to really go back and just kind of recap is how do you get started?
2: Well, th- there are a couple steps you can take to really start to identify your ideal client. The first thing I always do is I ask a client to look at their existing clients, the people they work with. Who are they? Which ones are they most uh, successful with? Which ones have they most liked to work with? So look at that that base of existing clients that you have. Um, next, I you know look around the environment and say you know. Are there enough of those kinds of people um, to really create a successful business around so I may have worked with one or two or three of those in the past and I really love doing it well are there enough of them out there that I could actually build a business around that or do I have to go with a little bit bigger group and then finally uh, and this is really most important is I, I write it down you know write down the characteristics and the attitudes of your ideal client so that you create a picture in your mind of who this person is you know it's it's it, it seems like that's a, an extra step but it's really not it's it's really not there's some neuroscience behind writing things down as you write down the just the physical act of writing things moves that information from one place in your brain to another place in your brain and it makes it much more tangible for you So that um, it's something that if you write it down, you're very clear on it, it becomes foremost in your mind. And then when you start to go out to networking events or you start to go out to other events, all of a sudden you start to see those people everywhere because it's really top of mind.
1: You do. And also, I want to really encourage everyone to be real specific because the more specific you are, the more you can ask the people that you're talking to who do they know that fits that profile? And everyone knows hundreds of people. So the more specific you are, when you're asking, the person can think in their mind, that's Mary, that's John, that's Susan. Otherwise, it's gonna be real generic and we know so many people that if we can't narrow it down, we're not gonna be able to make any connections or any introductions for you. So I wanna challenge everyone with this discussion today on identifying your ideal client to go to Facebook on our Turn Knowledge to Profit page under today's episode and share with us who your ideal client is and let us see if we can start making some connections for you.
2: Absolutely. Uh, That's a great recommendation. So just sort of in closing up, you know, it's really important to know who your ideal client is. It will give you lots of focus And sort of the interesting thing about entrepreneurship and building a business is that the more you focus, the more it grows, which seems a little bit counterintuitive, but that's the way it works. If you can focus in on your ideal client, serve them better, you'll find that your business grows tremendously.
1: Great, so right on our Turn Knowledge to Profit page, let us know who you wanna get connected with, who your ideal client is, and let's help each other build and grow our businesses.
2: You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's Michael at TK2P.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week.
0: Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.